0: such a time as this. The Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America, and this is the Freedom Report with a discussion today on how are we as American citizens going to preserve our freedom on all fronts. The government is surrendering our national and personal sovereignty. The government under this administration is negotiating to give away control of our medical freedom to the World Health Organization. And any of you listening to our show's for the entire time I've been on this platform know that the World Health Organization is an organization effectively under control of the Chinese Communist Party and heavily influenced financially by Bill Gates and Big Pharma. You've heard me talk about that many, many times. And the WHO are the that announcement of the public health emergency of international concern, when Tedros announced that in March 2020, that kicked off the legal framework that usurped all of our constitutional rights and our medical freedom. And we are all fighting to preserve that. This today is a discussion with Reggie Littlejohn, who is a graduate of the Yale School of Law and co founder of the Sovereignty Coalition, a nonprofit, partisan, nonpartisan group determined to protect and defend U.S. national sovereignty and our personal medical freedom against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Just as Truth for Health Foundation, in our public charity, Human Rights Organization, has been fighting for all of you since we started in 2007 and then were reactivated in the era of the COVID attack on our freedom in 2021, when we reactivated the foundation. Our organizations are standing against the tyranny of the globalist organizations, such as the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum and all of the global elites who think they are going to put us into a digital gulag with vaccine passports controlling even what food we can buy and how far we can move from our cities. It's already happening in Europe. We are, in America, the last domino to fall, and we are determined to preserve our freedom. Reggie Littlejohn is also the founder and president Of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, and an acclaimed international expert on China's one child policy, as it was now the three child policy, when they realized they they were decimating their ability to continue by preventing children. Her organization has been called the leading voice in the battle to expose and oppose forced abortion. And gender side, which is using abortion as a way to select the sex of the child and aborting baby girls in China. Women's Rights Without Frontiers is the only organization with boots on the ground saving lives of babies and widows in China. And their Save a Girl Foundation has saved hundreds of baby girls. Their Save a Widow campaign is saving abandoned widows in rural China, and they've launched a similar effort in Uganda as well. In addition, Reggie, I don't know how she has time to do it all, but God strengthens us for the battles he assigns to us. She's also the co-founder and co-chair of the Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force, which is dedicated to sounding the alarm about the dangers of the digital IDs, which can be used as tools of mass surveillance and control, very similar to the China social credit system. And this is already, you've been listening to Dr. Mike Eden on our vaccine reports under the whistleblower report umbrella each week. Dr. Eden lives in a 15-minute city in England. And he talks about how dire the situation is there. You'll hear him on the air this week continuing to sound the alarm there. So, Reggie, it is my pleasure to have you on the show today. We have been fighting similar battles um, on similar fronts, and both of us have just decided that we, God led us into this battle and He will strengthen us, and we are prepared for just such a time as this. Thank you for joining us on the Whistleblower Report today.
1: Dr. Bleed, thank you so much for having me. It's a great honor to be here, and you are one of my great heroes. Well,
0: thank you. I, I, I'm pleased that you shared with me that our press conference. It was a lengthy one, about two hours in August of 2021, where all of our, we had put together an international panel of experts to stop the shots. That was our launching the Stop the Shots campaign at that time. And you shared with me that that got you thinking about what you ended up doing, stop the vaccine passport. So we really have been collaborating more than we realized.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, I mentioned to you that my husband and I were on vacation and I somehow got uh, your video in my feed um, and, and just clicked on it and couldn't stop watching it. I mean, we, we watched the whole thing. And um, as I said, it basically rehardwired our minds about what was going on. And I just said, you know, we have to do something about this. We have to join this battle so you, so you are part of my history in terms of um, launching the various initiatives that I've launched in order to uh, be part of this this battle for medical freedom and personal sovereignty, national sovereignty of the United States.
0: Well, I'm just grateful to be having you on the show today. Tell our audience about the Sovereignty Coalition and all that you're doing on that front, and we will be sure at various points in the show and and particularly at the end, to give our listeners a call to action, because as you and I both know, faith without action and works is a dead faith, as the epistle of James has told us. And so I always, I come back to what my mother used to say, God doesn't steer a parked car, so (laughs) we have to be willing to get in the car and let him help us drive it or guide it and drive it. So,
1: you have definitely done that. Oh, that's a great saying by your mom. I'm going to have to remember that one. God does not steer a parked car. Okay, so the Sovereignty Coalition is something I co-founded with um, Frank Gaffney, and and what it is is it is just a, a coalition of, of people, organizations. Um, some of them are are uh, VIPs. You're you're uh, one of our VIP signatories. Um, We are dedicated to preserving the national sovereignty of the United States and also our personal medical freedom uh, from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And our first aim is the World Health Organization, because the World Health Organization has set a trap for the United States and the world that if we don't oppose it, uh, we'll just snap shut. So we have a number of VIPs uh, who are part of this coalition. One is Michelle Bachman, one is Eric Metaxas, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Naomi Wolf. And so what I'd like to start out with is talking about this dangerous threat that is posed by the World Health Organization, um, which will be meeting, the World Health Assembly is going to be meeting at the end of May. So about a month from now, that's their annual meeting. And what they're doing right now is they are negotiating two instruments. One is the the amendments to the international health regulations. And the other one is a pandemic treaty, but they're not calling it a treaty. They're calling it an instrument or an accord or a convention. They don't want to use the word treaty because they want to subvert the treaty process. Um, Exactly. They want to avoid having to go to the U.S. Senate. Right. But something, Dr. Vliet, I don't know if you know this, and I guess I'll just mention it right here because we are talking about the Senate and and your viewers. I want I want your viewers to understand people comfort themselves about this stuff by saying, oh, we don't need to worry about it. That sounds terrible what they're trying to do, but it's unconstitutional and it will it'll never pass our Senate. And something I want to say is this. Our Constitution is not self-activating, okay? We have to make sure that it is enforced. Number one, and number two, with respect to the Senate, um Senator Ron Johnson, who's been, you know, really at the forefront in this battle for our medical freedom, um he he proposed an amendment several weeks ago that any uh, treaty that is passed by the World Health Organization, cannot take effect under our constitution unless it is also passed with the advice and consent of the United States Senate. Okay. That's that's my understanding of the United States constitution and the Senate itself voted it down. People don't, so this is astonishing and it went straight down party lines and Senator Johnson Uh, tweeted out, it is really sad to see that the Democrat party doesn't care about our national sovereignty. So people can't just say, oh, the Senate will protect us. Another thing that people don't know is that hidden in the uh, NDAA, the uh, National Defense Authorization Act, uh, that passed the very end of the last Congress, that act was 1,722 pages long. On page 950, there's something called the International Pandemic Preparedness Act of 2022, which basically authorizes uh, or or pre-approves any agreements that come through the World Health Organization. So by statute, um, it can be argued that it doesn't have to go to our Senate. So keep
0: that. That is very chilling, very chilling. Most people don't know that was in the NDAA. No,
1: including people in Congress. You know, I, I think that they didn't read it. Who's going to read a one thousand seven hundred and twenty two page bill?
0: Okay? That's exactly what they did with Obamacare. It was over a thousand pages. Nobody read it. Right. And it they they vo- voted
1: it through one party control. Right. So so this is very frightening. So let me let me get into some of the problems of what's going on with the World Health Organization and the list was needs to just just think think to yourselves, The Senate's not going to protect us on this. We, you know, we at the Sovereignty Coalition, we believe that the only thing that's going to save us is if we withdraw from the World Health Organization. So, and I'll explain why. But let me tell you what some of the problems are first, okay? So, I'm just going to combine the International Health Regulations amendments and the pandemic. I'm going to call it a treaty because that's what it is. um, To say what what it's going to do, what these instruments together are going to do. So first of all, up to this point, the World Health Organization has been merely advisory and they will make recommendations to nations about how to handle a pandemic um, or other health issue. In the international health regulations, the current proposal is to strike the words non-binding and to make um, the World Health Organization a a regulatory um, organization with enforcement powers so that they would be able to tell us, not recommend, but tell us how to handle health issues in the United States. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is that uh, they wanna strike out important words that come from the the, um, Universal Declaration of Human Rights. So they, they wanna strike out these words. Uh, they want Right now, under the regulations, it says that the, the implementation of these regulations shall be with, with the full respect for the dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of persons, okay? Why do they want to strike that out? They want to strike it out, and they want to replace it with the, this language, that the, that the implementation of these regulations shall be re, um, based on the principles of equity, inclusivity, and coherence. Those are very vague and undefined terms that are not going to protect us. Um, Well, and not only that, Reggie,
0: what they also are doing with that language is allowing the targeting of groups that they decide, the elites decide, are treating others unfairly. It's the basis for persecuting Christians and whites in America.
1: Well, yeah, so, so so so, yes, in a roundabout way, and I believe that that is the bottom line. Um, they also also, these regulations will make it so that the director general um, not only has the power to declare an actual health emergency, but also a potential health emergency. Uh, which again is, it could be anything. Anything could be a potential health emergency. Um, and so, and also there's something called one health. So one health, it, this one health concept, the way that they define it, the CDC defines it. I mean, we've got time, so I might as well just read the CDC definition. It says here, one health basically is, um, One Health is uh, the interconnection between people, animals, plants, and their shared environment. So that's, you know, sounds very nice. It's not nice. What it does is it means that they want to be able to have control over people and plants and animals and the environment so that it's it's increasing the uh, World Health Organization's powers to not just deal with human health, but also animal health, plant health and the environment. And these new regulations and, and the treaty give the director general the power or would, if they're passed in their current for, current form, give him the power to um, basically implement whatever he thinks is the right thing way, way to handle a situation without the consent of the country involved. So, something that he can do is say um let's say that we have another uh pandemic he could say everybody has to we're locking you down united states we're locking you down everybody has to wear masks everybody has to be vaccinated so this is the way that our personal medical freedom is going to be destroyed because it's it's like having um the world health organization it's like having as you said, it's basically run by the Chinese Communist Party. It's like having Xi Jinping or Bill Gates sitting in your doctor's office with you and your doctor is really not going to be free to prescribe early treatment and they're going to have to prescribe a vaccination or if you refuse to be vaccinated, um, they could force you into a quarantine situation. So this is is very serious in, in terms of our personal integrity, our personal sovereignty and our personal medical freedom if these um, are allowed to pass and if the United no, States- No, it's it.
0: absolutely an extension, an expansion of the tyranny that we saw during COVID because what they learned, COVID, I'm convinced was a trial run. What they learned from that was how people got around the restrictions. And now they're closing every loophole that existed for us to use early treatment, for people to resist the controls. And they are closing every single one of them and tightening the vice. What you're describing is extraordinarily chilling. And the detention quarantine camps are already being built. Some have been been built right here in Arizona. We've had some, there are others in states across the country And the Marburg provisions of the PREP Act were invoked in December 2020, sorry, Um, it was later than that. Um, But they have already been invoked. They're already telegraphing. Bill Gates has indicated it. Fauci's indicated it. They're already telegraphing the next pandemic will come in 2024. And they are telegraphing that it will be called Marburg. They have a vaccine for it and they have the quarantine camps ready and the money has already been released. And most people have no idea of any of that.
1: Wow, Marburg, that's uh, related to Ebola, isn't it? Yes, it's a
0: hemorrhagic fever, but it is, it is spread by direct contact with bodily fluids, blood, semen, um, saliva and vaginal secretions. So you have to be in direct contact with the bodily fluids of an infected person. It's not a respiratory virus spread by droplets, coughing, and sneezing like influenza and COVID. But, but they, and, and they are ginning up the fear on it, but they can mimic the symptoms with the COVID vaccinated people they can mimic the symptoms ramping up 5G radiation. The symptoms are nonspecific. So when they start implementing the controls that they have, they can call it whatever they want. There's 90% overlap in the symptoms of COVID illness, COVID vaccine injury, radiation damage, 5G and EMF radiation, and Marburg, Ebola, hemorrhagic fevers. Oh my goodness!
1: Well, I'm glad you understand all this stuff, <laughs> Doctor Bleet, because that's um, that's you know that's beyond my pay grade. I mean, it takes that's well, but
0: so that's that's why what you're that. doing is so critical. Well, I'll that tell is you
1: exactly something. why. I'll tell you something I do understand. Okay, which is that um, the World Health Organization has created new health codes for people who are not vaccinated. Exactly so-
0: right. ICD-10. There is no code. For COVID vaccine injury, there is a code for other types of vaccine injury, and there is no code to indicate people who got the COVID shot who might be at risk for health consequences, but the code exists for those who didn't get it. And that's why primary care doctors are asking the question, have you gotten the
1: COVID shot? And then they code you accordingly. Right. So, and, and, and not only that, but that there are different codes for different reasons, like religious exemption, you know, it's against my religion or, um, you know, I, I, I'm pro-life or, I mean, I don't remember exactly what the different ones, but they've got, they've got different codes for different reasons. So why do they want these? All right. I'll tell you what, what my belief is. And this, this goes back to what you were saying before Um, persecuting Christians, um, and other people of faith and if people said, and, and also just resistors. Okay. So if people said, I don't want this shot because it's against my religion. In other words, it uses aborted, you know, fetal cells, or just, I don't, I, in my own body bodily integrity, my body is a temple of the Holy spirit. And I don't take, you know, experiment experimental gene therapies that could change my genetic code. Right whatever religious um, reason is that if they have a code for that, then that's a way of isolating people who believe that way, or just people who are just generally resistant saying, you know what? I might not even have a religion, but I don't want to try this new kind of um, technology in my body. And I'm going to resist all of the propaganda and all of the pressure. And I'm just going to not do it. They They don't like people like that. So, okay. So this gets into, the China social credit system which is which is related to all of this so in the pandemic treaty there's a section on surveillance and there's a section on censorship so in the, the section on surveillance uh basically they say uh I mean listen to the language there it's amazing they say the parties a party would be a nation state like the United States Commit to increase pandemic literacy, so that's the pretext in the population, and tackle false, misleading misinformation or disinformation. Each party is encouraged to conduct regular social listening. So, what does that mean? What's what's regular social listening? Okay, I, I believe what they're going to be monitoring are social media um, accounts and posts, um, and to uh, to counteract misinformation, disinformation, and false news. So, this is like like a Ministry of Truth or like like uh, Biden's proposed Disinformation Governance Board. Uh, so, and, and they're going to be surveilling not only people, but they're going to be say, surveilling animals, plants, and the environment so they can move in um, on any of those fronts. But regarding people, um, I believe that they are going to be surveilling us in the same way that that China... Um, surveils people in, in the social credit system. And this is where the the um, the vaccine passport comes in, okay? and and that was my original organization that I co-founded, um, the Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force, uh, because I heard a video by Dr. Naomi Wolf, who's now a really good friend of mine, um, that the vaccine passport, so just, and what I'm talking about is an app on your phone, that um, shows your vaccination status that that can support the same um, the same platform as the China social credit system. And I went and I checked that out with a couple of tech experts and they said she was right and I just went oh my goodness, you know I've I've got to sound the alarm on this because of my background with China I am um, aware of how totalitarianism functions there. And so in the China social credit system what they do is they 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 combine um, centralize all these different things that they keep track of. So obviously they have facial recognition, they have real-time geolocation meaning they know where you are at every moment. They know where you live, they know where you work, they know who your entire network of relationships is. They know they keep track of, of monitor all your social media posts. Also your internet search history. So if you search for things they don't like, they know about it. Um, And your internet spending history. So if you buy things that they don't like, that they consider to be unpatriotic, they know about it. So if you basically never make any waves, you never search for anything they don't like, you never buy anything they don't like, you never post anything on social media that they don't like that criticizes the government, you obey all the rules all the time, okay? Okay. So you're like a slave to the system. If you're a slave to the system, then, then you can lead what it looks like a normal life. But if you criticize them or you step out of line, your social um, credit score is gonna go down. And so what does that mean? Well, first level of going down is you lose your job. You can't borrow money, so you can't buy a house or, or, or start a business. You, well, you know, Reggie,
0: let me stop you for a second. Exactly that, that wasn't just China. Exactly that was happening right here in the United States of America in 2020 when doctors who were exercising independent medical judgment and speaking out on social media and trying to treat patients and save lives lost their jobs. They were censored on social media. My Twitter account, I had close to 100,000 followers. I'd been working Twitter for many years. was summarily shut down because I was tweeting about early treatment for COVID and I was tweeting about the risk of the upcoming COVID shots. So they shut me down. Now, other doctors had more serious complications and suppression. They lost their medical license. So they couldn't treat patients at all. I'd like to talk more about this, the connections between China and what happened in the U.S., under supposedly a constitutional republic, which was usurped with the WHO declaration. I want us to talk more about that in the second half. We're going to have to take a break. But I was, my husband and I were in the Soviet Union in 1974, 1975, and behind the Iron Curtain in Eastern Europe in 1979. And he took a group into Red China in 1979. We experienced... The totalitarianism, the suppression, the persecution firsthand, even as tourists being taken out of line in at gunpoint and interrogated and searched
1: out of line at gunpoint.
0: Yes, ma'am. My husband, the leader of the educational tour group with the approval of the State Department, was taken out of line standing in Red Square by three armed Russian soldiers. And taken away. I was terrified. I had no idea what what had happened to him, why we were just standing there. Wait, wait, wait. This was. We'll was talk it? about that in the second half.
1: <laughs> I mean, wow. If, okay. I want to talk about that.
0: Yes. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Lee for America. Don't miss the second half. We've got lots to talk about with Reggie Littlejohn and the tyranny that's coming, and we better all stand against it. This is real. And we're not kidding. Go to our website, truthforhealth.org for more information. And I'll give you Reggie's websites in the second half. We will be right back after the break.
1: Americaoutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. Working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
0: World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of big pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness.
1: HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com.
0: This is Dr. Lean for America with the second half of the Whistleblower Report. And I'm here today with the founder of the Sovereignty Coalition. She is co-founder of Stop Vaccine Passports. And she is also the founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, fighting for the survival of women and girls in communist China. And it's my honor and privilege to have Reggie Littlejohn, graduate of Yale School of Law, and a firebrand warrior for freedom and God's gift of life. So, Reggie, we'll go ahead with what you were talking about and what I was Sharing with you as well. I know the oppression firsthand. I, I felt I felt the oppression of the people. It was a spiritual and physical and psychological heaviness that I could feel energetically and all around me on all of those trips.
1: But wait, I want to hear about your husband. You know, getting pulled out of line at gunpoint with the approval of our State Department. Well, our State Department had approved
0: the the educational program he designed, and the group of oh, there I was see. about a hundred of us, and he had, they had approved the program, and we oh, were okay, the okay. first college alumni group in the country to be in the U.S. to be allowed into the Soviet Union in 1974. I had. Recently graduated from college. I mean, this was this was like quite an experience for a girl from small town in Virginia to be standing in the Soviet Union and dealing with armed soldiers as we got off the plane, and I, I'd never seen anything like it. But that day, he was. They took him for about an hour. I mean, literally. I I really was extraordinarily scared. It's hard to describe being that young. And, ha- and newly married and having your husband taken away by three armed soldiers. And when they brought him back about an hour later, I, I mean, he was okay. But I said, what on earth happened? And he said, they saw a bulge in my overcoat pocket. It was December. It was cold. We were in snowy Moscow in December. And, and he said, I had a paperback book in my pocketbook. They confiscated the book and they wanted to know why I was carrying it and who I was going to give it to and all of this. And I mean, it was. They they really were pretty aggressive about
1: why he had this book. Yeah, well, I mean, so God forbid that this kind of stuff would come here, it could come here. And so that's what we're talking about. It is here. It is here. Look at
0: what happened with J6 prisoners in Washington in the United States of America, no due process, and they have been held with no due process for a little over two years. It's here, it's here. Look at the hospital prisoners we've been trying to rescue. The hostages of patients, hostages in our own American hospitals. We've been doing hospital rescues for two years.
1: This this, This is terrifying. Okay, so, and thank you for your heroic work on this. So let me talk about how this is going to be institutionalized even further through this World Health Organization um, you know, agreements. So we just went over the um, surveillance. They're going to surveil our social media. They're going to surveil everything. And if, if they don't like us, if, if we are dissidents, okay, then they can cut us off from our, our credit cards and our bank accounts um, and if people think that that can't happen, it already did happen in Canada, where the truckers, um, you know, were protesting vaccine mandates, and they were severed from their credit cards and their bank accounts. And so were people who donated to them. All right. And so that's a good way to paralyze you. Uh, you know, can you imagine how long can you survive without any access to any money? Not long. I mean, what are you going to do to buy food? What are you going to do to pay your mortgage, pay your, your rent? Okay, so then you combine that with uh, the surveillance. the surveillance. You combine that with censorship. So here's here's another part of the treaty. It says here that they, that um, that the parties agreed to to basically counter misinformation and disinformation. And so if you're, you're they're surveilling you, they're deciding you know who has misinformation and disinformation. As they define it. So misinformation and disinformation is anything that disagrees with what the World Health Organization is saying at that point. And if they decide that you are uh, you know, throwing a wrench in the works, then they can cut you off from your credit cards and bank accounts, or they could detain you. Um, or and 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 then you can combine this with a central bank digital currency, which the um Biden administration is has in development and is rolling out a precursor called FedNow in in July. And people need to understand that the central bank digital currency is is kind of the opposite of Bitcoin. I mean, they're both digital, but Bitcoin is decentralized and you're not, when you use Bitcoin, no one's keeping track of what you're buying with it. For a central bank digital currency, it's run through the Federal Reserve so that they know every single thing you buy and it's also programmable so that they can determine, they can, they can make it so you can only buy certain things and not buy other things, or they can just shut it off completely, all right? So that you can't buy anything at all. So how does that work with, and also another part of this is a cashless society. So you have you have no access to cash. So the only way that you can buy or sell is through this central bank digital currency And so, if they decide that you are not following the rules that they want you to to follow, they can shut off your access to money. So, for example, let's say, like you said, that there's some kind of a Marburg, um, you know, there's 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 a, a Marburg outbreak, and so they're they the World Health Organization has decided that everyone must be vaccinated, and you're refusing their their vaccine. Then with a the CBDC, they could just say, uh, you, you, "You can't have any access to any money whatsoever until you get yourself vaccinated." So that's that is you know that is the danger of a, a CBDC. So the, there's the trap that is set. Is one side of it is the World Health Organization, this biotech surveillance censorship state, where they where they identify whether you are compliant or whether you're not compliant with whatever the narrative is. And then the other side of it is the central bank digital currency, where they can just cut you off from all access to money. And then, then it's, it's it's snapped shut. And that's why we have to dissent. We have to raise our voices now to say we don't want this, because once it goes through, Dr. Fleet. There will be no more dissent because as soon as you try to dissent, as soon as like you or I have talk, talk about this on Twitter or even on this podcast, um then we get marked as dissidents, and they will they will shut us off from any ability to uh buy or sell, any ability to transact business, which will paralyze us.
0: Well, you're exactly right, and that's the goal, and it's part of the longstanding agenda 20, where's agenda? 2020. Now it's agenda 2030. But the point is, there are simply three goals. Number one, elimination of all private property. Number two, open borders. And number three, depopulation. Bill Gates, playing God, has decided that there are too many people in the world. And he has been talking about depopulation, using vaccines as sterility agents for more than 20 years, it's all on his TED Talks, and one of the toxicologists and molecular biologists working with us now, Dr. Jancy Lindsay, was involved earlier in her career, 20 years ago, with the development of contraceptives to cause sterilization, immunologic contraceptives leading to sterility. And she was so, her conscience was so bothered by that research that she left that field. But that was going on years ago. And that, that is absolutely tied into the twin tracks of control you just outlined. The WHO biotech surveillance state and the central bank digital currency to cut you off from your ability to purchase anything you or your family need, period. And-
1: yeah. Now I want to I want to alert um, the uh, listeners to a couple things here. These um, vaccine passports. Well, first of all, if you know p- people feel like okay, you know, Biden has declared that the emergency is over, so you know, we're, we're, they're dialing back on this stuff. No, they're not. They are they are very assiduously creating the infrastructure for it. So. The World Health Organization has already contracted with Deutsche Telekom to create these vaccine passports. They're pushing it. The um, the um, World Economic Forum is pushing it. The United Nations is pushing it. they they all want these interoperable international vaccine passports. What does that mean if it's interoperable and international? For international travel, it means that any country is going to be able to access, access these, including the Chinese Communist Party, so that the Chinese Communist Party is going to have all your personal information. But I also want to say that the word "vaccine passport" has become radioactive, and I like to think that you know part part of that is is because of the stop vaccine passport force But there's a lot of people who've been on this issue. That nomenclature has become radioactive. And so now they're calling it um, smart health cards, digital health Yes, cards. Yes, oh, I despise what they do
0: with absolutely perverting the language and lying to people. It goes back to the serpent in the Garden of Eden. The deception and lies are their tool and it is the tool of Satan to control humanity.
1: Right. So, so so, it doesn't matter what they call it. It doesn't matter whether it's called vaccine passport, Excelsior pass, smart health card, digital health ID, or even a mandatory digital driver's license. Any mandatory um, digital uh, ID can support the vaccine passport. I mean, can support the China social credit system. So I just want to say this, Dr. Poli. I'm holding an article in my to- uh, in my hands from the Epic Times, and the title of this article is "U.S. Digital ID System Proceeds to the Senate for Debate." So this is a bill that is being put forward by Senator Kristen Sinema and um, Cynthia Loomis, who is a Republican, and they it's called the Improving Digital Identity Act of 2023. And the pretext for this is to stop identity theft and identity fraud. But it's the same thing as a vaccine passport. It's a mandatory national digital ID that can support the China social credit system. And we need to oppose this bill. It's just coming in through the back door or even just the side door.
0: You know, it's the same thing. Reggie, it's the same playbook they've been using for decades. The look at what they did with government control of health care in the 2010 Obamacare legislation that was forced through in the dark of night under one party control, they called it deceptively the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. It did not protect patients. It was not affordable and it has led to medical
1: tyranny. Right. Right, and then I want to also mention that uh, the World Health Organization is basically, you know, in my opinion, United Nations, the World Economic Forum are trying to use the World Health Organization in order to um, to establish a biotech surveillance state and enslave all of us. Uh, So that and they're using the World Health Organization because studies have shown that um, that that. People's fear regarding their health is a way that they will give up their rights most quickly. Okay, if you're afraid because you think you're going to die of some disease, that is uh, that is a reason that people uh, will accept things like, you know, lockdowns. Uh, quarantines and, 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 and vaccination mandates. All right. So so that's why they're going through the the WHO to impose this, this global biotech surveillance state. But then now the United nations has come up with something that they want um, a, a similar agenda. This just came out in March of 2023 it's called Strengthening the International Response to Complex Global Shocks, an emergency platform. This is a document that's put out by the United Nations. And so they, the United Nations, wants to be able to have similar powers to what the WHO has, but on everything, not just health. So what they're saying is I, meaning the Director General of um, the General Assembly of the United Nations... I propose that the General Assembly provide the Secretary General and the United Nations system with a standing authority to convene and operationalize automatically an emergency platform in the event of a future complex global shock of sufficient scale, severity, and reach. And so they they, they are wanting to get on in on the um, the action and the control. And there's a chart here of um, what would be a complex clim- plus global shock. So one is a a, clim- a major climactic event, in other words, ch- climate change. Um, then there's pandemic risks, biological agents, um, disruption to global uh, fl- uh, flows of goods or people, cyberspace, um, an event in outer space. And if that's not enough, there's an unforeseen black swan event, which covers every other possible thing you know uh, so they they want they anything that's not controlled by the World Health Organization the United Nations wants to move in and control
0: you know it it truly I keep coming back to this word it is very chilling and we are already seeing the efforts to control the environment the I mean I'm seeing the Chemtrails crisscrossing the skies over Tucson regularly, and there will be more than a dozen of them, like a like a tic-tac-toe board in the sky. These are not contrails, which are condensation from a high-altitude jet flying from one side of the country to another, because they're not running in the direction of the flight pathways. They are crisscrossing the skies. Right. People are seeing that all around the world. W- genetic modification of the foods, genetic modification of animals. The veterinary market is being flooded with the mRNA vaccines to change the genetics of our household pets. And the foods, egg-laying chickens, they, Nestle actually had altered the chicken feed to reduce egg-laying in the chickens and there have been many people reporting on that all across the board the assault on god's design of life on this planet is under assault by the forces of evil i am not exaggerating we get reports whistleblower reports whistleblowers coming to us people sending us publications from the scientific world on all fronts about what is going on that plays into every single point that you have brought up that the WHO is controlling in this new push towards controlling everything. It is extraordinarily chilling. And our call to action in the time we have left, please let's focus on what do you want people to do in the call to action that we all know is there. Now I've already signed your, the sovereignty declaration, both on behalf of the foundation truth for health foundation as a human rights organization, defending God's gift of life and our freedom. And I have, I believe I've also signed it personally. I, I intended to do that. Hopefully it worked on the online one, but We need to do more than that. So talk to our listeners about what you want people to do. Get off the couch and start defending your freedom. Because if we don't do it soon, there won't be any to defend.
1: That is correct, Dr. Belize. So um, I understand that this is a Christian podcast. And I would say uh, that the first thing that people need to do is fast and pray. I mean, so pray. And I mean, really pray. Uh, get on your knees beg God to intervene because we need God to intervene in this but also fasting um you know and, and you can define fasting however you want you can not, not eat anything or you can just give up something that you really love that you know you don't need like sugar okay um for for a time and then offer that up to God and say god you know I, I am depriving myself of this um and I and i and I'm doing it so that, that that you will intervene in this situation, God, break through, because we need God to break through and, and save us from this situation. So that's on the spiritual um, level. And then beyond that, I would ask people to, to um, go to sovereigntycoalition.org, sovereigntycoalition.org, and sign the declaration. When you sign that declaration, it's not, it doesn't just go your, your name on a list. It goes to your representatives. Okay. So your senators and your congressional representative, most of these people don't even know what's going on. And if they do know what's going on, they think that people don't care about it. And this is the thing about our representatives, which is, you know, you have to show them that that their ability to stay in office is, is related to what are they going to do about the World Health Organization? We need to withdraw. From the world health organization let me explain something i don't know how many minutes we have left some people say stay in, stay and fight that is not the solution the way that the world health organization works they have an assembly every may there are 194 member nations it's one nation one vote so if the united states um you, our vote is it, it, the same as any other country. In the small, Think of the smallest country in the world. Our vote doesn't count any more than their vote. All it takes for the international health regulations to be amended is a 50% vote. And the Chinese Communist Party is so um, influential there. I mean, there's no question that, 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 that these are gonna pass. And once they pass, you know, they become binding international law. And, and, and so the the only way we can get out of the Biden administration implementing this stuff immediately, which they, they will, um, because they are behind a lot of these horrible amendments is to pressure them to withdraw from the world health organization and something that we can do that would help pressure them would be to tie it to the debt ceiling. In other words, to, you know, we should not, approve any raising of the debt ceiling unless the United States first withdraws from the World Health, Health Organization. Um, so if you sign the declaration, there's a letter from you or an email from you will go to your representatives. Even better yet, your the phone numbers will be there. Call them up. They keep track of these phone calls. You don't have to be an expert. We give you a little call script, like two sentences long. Hi, you know, I'm I'm Jane Smith. Um, I want you know the United States to withdraw from the World Health Organization. That's the end. They don't care how long it is you don't have to argue with them about why it's true they just keep track of how many people call them. Um, so those and you could actually even go into their offices, the local offices um, and 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 say to them this is an important issue to me um, and you need to do something about it So that's what that's what the call to action would be. That's
0: outstanding and listeners, all of you across America and around the world listening, this is your life at stake. This is your freedom. And we are literally on the precipice of losing it all. And I urge all of you go to truthforhealth.org, follow the medical and legal resources there to take action, go to stopvaccinepassports.org and follow some of the suggestions there to stop this assault on your life and freedom and go to the sovereignty coalition sign the declaration it will go to your representatives call your representatives spread the word in your social media networks and they have ideas for social media outreach and hashtags that you can use to raise awareness. We, the people, there are more of us than there are of them. We need to get active. We need to act in faith. We need to pray and turn back to God. Go look up and read 2 Chronicles 7.14 and do it. It says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will heal your land. God is faithful. We must do our part. This is Dr. Lee for America. We need to stand against the tyranny before the light of freedom goes out. Join us again tomorrow on the whistleblower report. And those of you with whistleblower information send it to producer at whistleblowerreports.org and sign up for our email alerts at truthforhealth.org we'll be back again tomorrow join us get loud raise your hand raise your voice and we will take back our country to be one nation under god with liberty and justice for all of us